Despite Jeremiah's objections that he is an unworthy prophet, the Lord promises to be with him. He will be given the words that will help the people find the faith they need to endure their exile. A reading from the book of the prophet Jeremiah. Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Then I said, Ah, Lord of God, truly, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am only a boy, for you shall go to all whom I send you, and you shall speak whatever I command you. Do not be afraid of them, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Now I have put words in your mouth. See, today I appoint you over nations and over kingdoms to pluck up and to pull down, to destroy and to overthrow, to build and to plant. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. The psalm appointed for today is Psalm 71. We will sing verses 1 through 6. Please stand as you are able. exhorts believers to exercise their spiritual gifts in the spirit of Christ's love. Only then will we see the fullness of God's plan for us. A reading from the first letter of Paul to the Corinthians. If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand the mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do, do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions, and if I hand over my body so that I, I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient, 
Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part, and we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in the mirror dimly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part, then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus began to speak in the synagogue at Nazareth. Today, the scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came out of his mouth. But they said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do hear also in your hometown the things that we heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah when the heaven was shut up three years and six months, and there was a severe famine over all the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Be seated, please. This was one of those weeks when I didn't get a whole lot of opportunity to look at the scripture. Um, don't worry, I did anyway. It just means the sermon will be short. Um, we had two funerals this week, Lindy and Shirley, and I've been get busy getting ready my stuff for annual meeting, and so just a lot of things going on and, and not a lot of time for this. No funeral is ever a happy occasion, joyful maybe because it's grounded in the resurrection and we remember and celebrate the life and the resurrection of someone we love. But these two were particularly hard. Um, Lindy is, was one month and three days older than myself. Um, so that gets a little bit, uh, a little bit frightening. And he had been getting his life together and, and was looking forward. And so this came as a real shock. And Shirley also, um, a year ago Thanksgiving, she had wanted to get her knee replaced. 
and um, went to the doctor to do a lung function test to see if she was well enough to do that, and something wasn't quite right, so they did an X-ray and thought it was pneumonia and gave her one course of antibiotics. That didn't clear it up. Gave her another course. That didn't clear it up. Hmm, something else must be going on. It was lung cancer, and they caught it very early. So they treated that, and she was through that treatment. It was a tough year. And... um, And then she was ready for her knee replacement, had that done. Um, She was in the nursing home for the rehab. Um, Saturday, her son came and took her out to lunch at O'Leary's because she was going crazy in the nursing home. And she was walking and said that felt great. Um, Things were going good. Sunday, I went to take her communion and got to the desk and and asked for her room number. And they said, "Um, we just sent her to St. Clair. Um, She'd had a heart attack or thrown a clot or something. And Monday afternoon, the family decided to turn off the the ventilator, and we had the funeral on Friday. So neither one of those particularly um, a particularly good time. But you must know, as your pastor, I must tell you, that it is only with your support that I get through weeks like this. And I'm sure that you all would say that um, to each other. It is only with our common support Um, that we can make it through tough times like these. And so today we hear this reading from 1 Corinthians. Um, We typically hear that at weddings. And it sounds very different at a wedding than it does this morning. At a wedding, it sounds like a Hallmark card. Love is patient and kind. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. It is never arrogant or rude or boastful. But think about the situation into which Paul was writing that letter. He was writing it to his community at Corinth. The people who spoke in tongues thought that they were way better than the people who didn't speak in tongues. The people who ate meat thought they were way better than the people who didn't eat meat. And the people who didn't eat meat thought that the people who did were going to hell. The rich thought that they were way better than the poor. Since they didn't have to work, they could get to church early, and they ate up all the good food and drank up all the good wine before the poor could get there, and Paul had to scold them for that. The Jews thought they were way better than the Greeks, and the Greeks thought they were way better than the Jews. And so Paul has to say, wait. It's not about the gifts. It's not about how special you think you are. It's about love. And if you cannot get along with love, then something is wrong. And the part that I like best comes at the very end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, but now I've put away childish things. We know only in part, but when the complete comes, we will put away the partial. Now we see dimly in a mirror, riddles in a mirror, but then I will see face to face. Now I know only in part, but then I will be known, I will know as completely as I am known. Community, I am convinced, is built on vulnerability. It comes from knowing each other through and through. You don't go through a week like the one we've just been through and not come to know something about each other. And Paul is saying, now we know only in part, but the day is coming when we will see each other face to face, absolutely clearly, know each other as completely as God knows us, and be loved anyway. 
You can't love like that and not be loved in return. And that kind of community is what builds the body. That kind of vulnerability is what builds the body. I don't care whether you eat meat or don't eat meat. I don't care whether you speak in tongues or don't speak in tongues. I don't care whether you're Jew or Greek. If we can love each other, then we'll get through it. Last week I talked about Jesus' first sermon at Nazareth, and he opens the scroll to Isaiah and, and reads, I have been anointed by the Lord to bring good news to the poor, recovery of sight to the blind, release to the captive, to announce the year of the Lord's good favor, the Jubilee year. All of the property would return to its owner. All of the debts would be forgiven. Um, the Jubilee was God's way of restoring everything to the way it ought to be. And so if you had sold someone into slavery in the Jubilee year, they were, they were released. If you owed taxes in the Jubilee year, it was released. Imagine the economic chaos. And Jesus says, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. And they say, he says to them, doubtless you will say to me that proverb, doctor, cure yourself. Make it true of us. Make it okay for us. Set everything to rights in here for us in the synagogue. And he says, no. In Elijah's day, when God shut up the heavens for three years and six months and there was a great famine, Elijah was sent to no one except the widow at Zarephath in Sidon of all places, our enemy. And when Elisha was prophet, there were many lepers in Israel, but only Naaman, the captain of the king's guard of Syria, was healed. God intends this message not just for us in the room, but for everyone. God's jubilee year puts everything back to rights. No wonder they were terrified. Think of the economic chaos, and he says it applies to everyone. No wonder they led him to the brow of the hill and tried to throw him off. This is our annual meeting day, and in my report I'm going to talk about not church as usual. We are supposed to hear this message for the whole world. No wonder we're afraid. It's okay to be afraid, so were the people in Nazareth. We are to build community not just with ourselves, but with the people around us, to come to know them just as deeply as we let them know us. Community is built on vulnerability, seeing clearly face to face. This is not a hallmark card. This is the gospel of the cross and the message that we are to be proclaiming. Amen.